Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Welcome to The Living Room. We're an online radio show and so glad you've chosen to spend some time with us. We're a candid group of women from different ages and stages of life. I'm Jody Robinson, and I'm joined by my other co-hosts, which are... Michelle, Christy, Kate, Jana, and Heather. And we're happy to be here. We created The Living Room as a place for women to connect in real and genuine ways. And here on the show, we want to inspire you, but we also want to be inspired by you. Whether you're listening to our shows while you're folding laundry or running errands on your lunch break or fast walking around your neighborhood, we're just glad you're here. You can listen to our podcasts and then connect with us on our online community on Facebook and other social media. So check us out at From the Living Room on Facebook, and that will link you to our other sites. So ladies, let's get down to our show topic today, which is what I would tell my younger self. And let me share with you just a little bit of background about how this came about as far as a topic for a show. So in my home, I have a decorative piece of word art that hangs on my wall. You can picture large distressed letters spelling out this quote. Nobody can go back and make a new beginning but anyone can start today and make a new ending. And I love these That's words. Mm -hmm. They remind me every day that each day really can be a new beginning if you look at it in that way. So one day I was chatting with a friend on the phone and I was telling her how I'd kind of made it over a hurdle in my life and expressed in all honesty that although I wouldn't give up what lessons I learned, I did admit how nice it would have been to have a crystal ball when I was younger so that I could have told myself, hey, don't worry so much about this, you know, stress less, live more kind of thing, because I would eventually learn how to pass through or cross over that certain hurdle. So thus, this show was born. So we want you in listener land to think about it. What would you tell your younger self? What would you say to that little girl about being braver? What would you tell your preteen pre self about enjoying being young and not in such a hurry? Blah, blah, blah. We all know that. So none of us have a crystal ball. And you know what? The question is, do we really even want one? Um, we're going to start off our conversation with Jana. Uh, we have started a conversation on Facebook starting in 2016 about new beginnings. So this is a perfect show topic to start thinking about these. But Jana, give us your perspective from the get-go. You know, I just want to share a couple of things that people told me when I was at a younger stage that were really helpful. I remember we were at a wedding reception and some of my mother-in-law's friends were seated with us at dinner. And they said, and I don't know what we were moaning about or whining about at the time, but they said, I wish I hadn't worried so much about my kids. I wish I had known they'll eventually turn out okay. Because they said that, you know, just all the angst all the time wasn't healthy and all their kids did turn out 
turn out okay. And that was really helpful for me because we had some kids with some struggles. And to remember that they said they'll eventually turn out really helped me. And I was able to get some peace through some of those really tough times. And guess what? They do turn out. Our kids are amazing. And I'm kind of in that place right now where it's like, Oh my gosh, it worked. We did something right. Like they turned out to be really cool people. We like them. Yeah. Well, you we'll never know. We like them. <laughs> we'll let them come back. Oh. Yeah. oh, I appreciate that so much. And I do like that. I'm probably just right before where you are in my stage of life. And so I have had a lot of angst and worry because I've got two, two teens and one young adult and then one younger one. But let's join in with the conversation with the rest of you as you think about this. Um, life is really a journey of varied experiences. And in each stage of our life, experience shapes us. And we'd all agree with that. So I'm going to break this down to childhood, preteen, teenage, young adult, and adult year. So let's start off with childhood. Anybody want to go back in time and say, hey, I would have told myself what? Kate. So I was thinking about this and perspective with my daughter, who is six and a half. And I, I was trying to remember what I was like at six and a half, because that's hard to remember. I have a few it memories, is. you know. It's way back there. <laughs> but watching her the other day on Saturday, she had my husband make her a sandwich, and she is notorious for not eating after we make her something. And so my husband said to her, if you don't finish this, you will not go play. And she already had a play date set up. And she's like, no, 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 Dad, you know the story. No, I will. I promise. I promise. I promise. You know. So he says it to her again, and of course, she doesn't finish it. She has one bite. No, I don't like this. I'm sick. Always I'm sick. I'm sick. So anyway, so he goes, okay, sorry, you're not going to go. And then he left to go take my son to his play date and go run some errands. And I was left with the daughter who's hysterically <laughs> sobbing, you know. And so she comes in the bedroom and I was feeding the baby and, and she's like, please, mom, please, mom. And it is a little heartbreaking, you know. She's like, I'm so sorry. And she's a really good girl and it doesn't do much wrong. And so it makes it even harder. But finally, I just looked at her and I was just kind of laughing because I remembered kind of doing that with my mom and. But I just said, you know, Meg, this is not the end of the world. And I said, what I mean by that is this is just one experience that happened on just one day. And I said, you will get to go play with that little girl tomorrow or not tomorrow. You'll get to go play with her next week. And I said, but what kind of mom would I be and what kind of dad would dad be if we both said, okay, you can go. I said, what would happen next time with the sandwich? Would you eat it? And she just sat there and I said, you wouldn't because you would know nothing we said was what we would really do. But I said, but you know what? It's okay. You just don't get to play with her, but it doesn't mean you have to have a miserable day. You and mom can do a puzzle. We can play. We can watch a show. It's just one thing you can't do, but there's a ton of stuff you can do. So I guess I would tell my, my little self of it's one thing you can't do. There's a ton of stuff you can do. It's not then. It's okay. Just have fun and just allow yourself to. Be okay. I have to ask the question. Do you remember throwing a tantrum like your daughter? I oh mean, my gosh, my mom would have killed me. <laughs> Honestly, and that's what's funny about it is I'm as I'm having this conversation with her, I we just knew my mom she never went back on anything, which oh. I love and admire so much. Mm. So I don't ever remember. I do remember slamming a door once and the doorknob went into the wall and I knew oh, I was dead. And standing in front of it where yeah, you know yeah. your dad like he's not gonna know. Yeah. Anyway, tangent, but but no, I would have, okay. I, maybe I did, but I certainly would have been killed. <laughs> God has a way of erasing yeah. some of those yeah, things. Yeah, Cause those I really memories. tried to ponder this and say, oh my gosh, okay, go back to being I that little do person. I remember throwing a tantrum where I'd throw my legs on the bed over and over, lift them and hit the bed, <laughs> lift and hit the bed, lift and hit the bed. Yeah, so yes, I do remember. <laughs> Anybody else that has something from their childhood, they tell their younger self something 
It's okay different. if you don't like Barbies. Yeah. Oh, oh right? It's it. okay if you don't like Barbies. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so okay. You'll get through. <laughs> right? You'll be any age. Yes. <laughs> You'll become a beautiful painter like Jetta. I, I can remember something. You know, I was not willing to admit this when I was younger, how afraid I was of um, hearing things that would happen on the news. But oh, when yeah. we lived where we lived, there was a motorcycle gang that was notorious on the news. There would, I just remember hearing about this motorcycle gang and they were coming from California. And, you know, of course it was yeah. bigger in my head, but I think I would go back and tell my little younger self to say, you know, don't worry so much about the big grown-up problems. You're safe. Um, my parents always made a safe environment, but I caused a lot of worry about those yeah. outside things. And being at school, sometimes I was afraid if my mom wouldn't show up right on time, which, sorry, mom, I love you, but there were times where I was waiting and it was, I can remember being at Rock Canyon um, Elementary School probably as a little kindergartner, you know, and she was probably only five or ten minutes late, but we didn't have cell phones and it seems like, like North, and I'm sitting yeah. there thinking, the sundowners are coming to get me. So I would go back and tell my younger yourself, you know, hey, your dad even owned a motorcycle. He's a cool guy, you know, it was safe, but I wouldn't I've tried would try not to let myself fester mm -hmm. with that scariness. Because that's just grown up stuff that, you know, yeah. you worry about it with different perspective. You know, that's true. Our son, our oldest son, overheard us talking about some money issues with the mortgage a long time ago when he was really little. He came upstairs and he said, Mom, if you ever can't pay the bills, you can sell my bike. Oh. Right? And I thought, you know what? Yeah. Do they take on the weight oh, of the world? Do. And mm -hmm. I think that's wise to let them know they don't need to. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's not, sure. let's not yeah. take all that on. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to preteen because I've got a preteen right now. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So those of us that are going, oh, yes, I, you know, and Heather, you've got to talk about hair. Did you have uh, hair issues when you were well, younger and then now your daughter's having hair issues? Or you what? know what? I didn't, to be honest. And I ask my parents all the time just to make sure I'm not delusional. <laughs> I, I sat and, like, let my mom brush my – I mean, sure, I had – I do remember if I had it in a ponytail and hairs, like, wispy hairs ever came out, they bugged me, so I'd just pull them out of my head oh, and oh. get rid of them. But I – I would have, I think I would go back and tell myself that when you're a mom, your girls aren't going to just sit in a chair so chill and let you take care of their heads. Because <laughs> now that I have five, I mean, gosh, I'm like so excited about doing it. And I've got a couple that let me, but the other ones, it is like torture. Someone should have warned me about that a little bit better. I would have appreciated it. I had the Barbie head. So, sorry, Jana. I did play with Barbies. But I had the Barbie head that's the oh, the yes. makeup head. The yes. bigger one that you did its hair. So, I think maybe you up. needed one of those. Because I love doing hair, too. So yeah, to kind of get my hair fixed. But Pre-teen years. Come on, ladies. There's got to be some things. You know what I would say? I would say this isn't the time in your life to try and be sexy. I think oh, girls one. try so hard to be all that at like ten, right? Mm -hmm. Right? And I, I think I would say it's okay. It's okay to still be a little girl. This is your time to be innocent. Don't don't try the makeup. Yeah. Don't try the stuff. Just. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that you can still put a bow in your hair, and it's cute, and it's fun, because that's my Zoe yeah, is on the try. fringes of, she still wants to put the bow in her hair, which I love, and then all of a sudden, she'll see some of the girls that, she's in fifth grade, and that's kind of a transition uh, yeah, age. it's at 10, 11. Five yeah. at fifth and sixth grade, and some of those sixth graders, I look at them, and I'm like, okay, you are like a sophomore in high school now, right. but she wants, you know, she still wants to be that little girl, but she can see 
the difference. And so I remember struggling with that. And I would go back and tell my younger self, and even be young, go off that, you know, that slide one more time, go, you know, go play on the tricky bars. And, hey, don't, and don't try to think, what are boys thinking? Ah, mm-hmm. that right? would be so nice. Let, let, the, let the boy thing sit. For yeah. a while, right? Yeah. I Let's think not so. get into that. Yet. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Kate, I think I would probably do an overabundance of "You are a good, good girl" or "A good boy," Ooh, or "You nice. are that self talk." Yeah, yeah. Before they get into the junior high, like you are a good person of worth, and just build, like build, 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 build. Because yeah. I even remember one time calling a teacher under my breath a butthead because <laughs> she wouldn't let me go which we didn't even say that in my house I mean I would have been killed for saying that too I keep saying killed honestly my mom was great I wouldn't have been killed but but I would have been in huge trouble but I remember doing that is that because I was going to miss the bus and she didn't let me go down the one hall that you couldn't go down you had to go all the way around and she obviously didn't know that my mother would have had me walk home even as a nine-year-old all the way home and so I you know in my frustration under my breath I was like ah, oh, what about head and I still remember this other little girl saying teacher teacher and telling her you know and I the whole way home had a panic attack of my mom is going to kill me when I get home which is so funny I don't know why I thought that my mom was like this evil person that was going to kill me all the time and then I remember getting home and my mom just having a little talk but just literally my heart racing and just you know and I'm so bad and why did I say that and I still remember doing that all in my head and then my mom being like oh you know what you can't do this and gave me a little punishment for doing it but that was it and it was over and I remember the thought in my head of being like wait that was it yeah. That was it. And being surprised that that was it. Not because that's not my mom's scene, but thinking, I guess I deserved more. That was so awful or so horrible. So I think I would maybe put it in perspective for a little kid and just say, you're good. You're good. It's okay. And yeah, fill them with. I, awesome. I totally agree. I, I would do the same thing. Heather. You know, I, I would tell my younger self those years during those years to laugh a little bit louder, to be myself a little bit more. I look at our girls now, especially our oldest, who just turned 11 And sometimes I catch myself, and I hate to use the word jealous, but a little bit jealous because she laughs when it's funny, and she jumps when she wants to, and she screams when she's scared. She just, she, and as a result, she lives out loud. She really does. And it's so funny because, I mean, everyone from relatives to neighbors to friends, she just draws people to her because there are no inhibitions. I mean, she knows what's appropriate and and Mm -hmm. isn't, but even then, I mean, sometimes it's not appropriate to laugh. For 10 minutes over the, you know, she just, she just allows herself to just live. And I think I tell myself that I, being an oldest child, no one told me not to do that, but I remember feeling like I needed to act a certain way and, and do certain things. And sometimes I look at her and think, man, I I sure wish I, I would have been like you at 11. I wish I would have had that in me and allowed it to be there and and lived it. Be a little bit more relaxed and where your placement is in the family. There's all this research. I'm always telling Heather, I wish I was more like her. And she says that about me, but I'm the youngest almost and she's the oldest. Well, and I still feel that very much. And I, I say that to our son who's, you know, almost 14 because he's our oldest and, like, even now when I get together with my brothers, they all have wives and kids and families. And I'm still thinking, okay, does my brother have this? And does he have his food? And do his kids charge. have this? And then yes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he has a wife who's yeah. just and his own. He's an That's a good But it's very much, kids, though, it's very much ingrained in me. How to treat a, an oldest child. Yeah. Michelle. No, I was an oldest child, too. And so what I would go back and tell my preteen self is you don't have to be an adult right now. And I yeah. think that I spent yeah. so much time um, worried about being an adult that 
or like growing up and like proving that I was somebody that was smart, that could make smart choices or whatever. I think I spent so much time worrying about that, that I missed the playing and the laughing. And and I I still did. And I still have fun memories of playing, but I remember just thinking, Oh, you know, I have to, I have to do all these things. And I just go back and say, you have the rest of your life to be an adult. Just play, have fun, be with your kid, be with your friends. And um, I think that's just as important in those preteen teen years as they are as little kids too. just, be outside, play, have fun, go do. And isn't it funny? I don't, I know for me, it wasn't my parents putting that around me. They didn't force me to be an adult or you're the old, you know, I, they, I, I knew they expected things of me, but they didn't do it. I did it to myself. And it's kind of strange that we do that. So, well, we have to realize that with the media that we have today, our children, if they're exposed so much they then become overly true sexualized and everything i mean we we had three's company when i was growing up and that was the bad show you know and that and you had to be in front of the television at seven o'clock you know watching that show and so it had to be you know today i mean it just the way that the media and the world has said everything is at our fingertips we really can have kids that grow up so so fast do we want to move on to teenage years okay so teenage years, this is, this could be like three hours of a show, but what, when you go back, what would you really want to tell yourself? This is where my mom gave me something really valuable. She said, you know, in junior high, you may not get that much attention from boys. In high school, you'll date some, but maybe not a ton. So college is going to be your time. She said, that was my time, and that'll be your time. And she said, that's when boys are looking for the kind of person that you are, and you will come into your own, and you'll realize this is your time. And that was really helpful for me in junior high to think, oh, you know, no one invited me to that party or whatever the thing, right? It was okay for me to know that down the road, people would appreciate me for who I was. You'd Mm -hmm. find the place that is the Janet place. That's good advice. Kate, you had something. Yeah, I was just going to say, my mom was so good at that too, of putting things in perspective Mm -hmm. and just, you know, just Mm -hmm. going, oh, relax, you're fine. She was so good at that. And I was going to say, it's interesting teenage years because you've got junior high teenage and then you've got high school teenage and junior high teenage. I remember going to a parent teacher conference and I, and I love, this is what I would tell my younger self, but it didn't have to because she did. But, um, I, Kate was always, always on my paper was talk less, talk less, stay in your seat. Always on every single, (laughs) I know. My paper. Saying you see your talk less. I know. You should hang out with our so, four-year-old. But I remember my mom was like, um, the teacher's like, so Kate kind of t- like gets up a lot and talks. And my mom, she goes, what can we do about that? And my mom goes, I know we should nail her foot to the floor. <laughs> yeah, and I just was like, oh my gosh, did my mom just say, you know? And I was, but I yes, remember mom. thinking, I have the coolest mom in the entire world. But she just put it in perspective, uh-huh. and then she, and then we got in the car and went home. She goes. I'm so glad that you're such a good friend to everyone that you like to visit with. And that was it. That was all it was said. It wasn't. And I didn't need to be told anymore. Holy cow. I sat in the power chair all the time. time. (laughs) Power like calm yourself down chair. But, um, but high school, I was going to say, if I could go back, I have one memory that sticks out to me and talk to my younger self. Um, my sister was 18 and I was 16. So sophomore and senior, and she is the opposite personality of me. And we fought a lot and we did have times we got along, but we did fight a lot. And I remember there was a boy that, um, had really spread a horrible rumor about her and she really didn't deserve it. She really was such a good kid. And, um, I, 
and was on the drill team and probably very excited about the attention that I got for the first time in my life from boys. And anyway, I remember the senior wanted to take me to a dance. Well, I didn't realize until later, I did realize that this senior was the same idiot that had spread the stuff about my sister. Mm-hmm. And I didn't real what I didn't realize was that he was probably trying to take me to give her one last, you know, mean jab. Yeah. And so if I could go back, and I remember sitting in the kitchen with my mom and begging to go with this kid and while my sister is sitting there, and he has totally ruined her senior year. And my mom just saying, you're not going, you're not going, you're not. And if I could, and it wasn't until just a few years ago that my sister told me, I didn't even remember the story, and it just broke my heart. And I just said, I am so sorry that I sat there and did that. And didn't take your sight. So if I could go back and tell my younger self something, I wish that I so bad would have gone up to that kid and said, you're a jack you know, <laughs> instead of, <laughs> instead of, so my sister could hear, except I would have really said it, but we're on the radio. So I, but, but I would have said that. So my sister could have heard me say that instead of begging to go with this kid that was, was a jerk to her. It's and I amazing. wish my sister would have heard me stand up for her. It's amazing what perspective does. And we really yeah. will not get that perspective until yeah. we go through the years. Be more Christy, secure with yourself. We have not heard from you. Do you have anything teenage wise that you would go back and say to yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no, I, I do. I, as I think about back upon every phase of my life from childhood up to what we will eventually talk about in our adulthood, I think I would just say, I love you. I love you. You're going to be okay. I love you. I tend to be really hard on myself, and I have been through hard things like we all have. Um, That's not exclusive to me, but I think I spent a lot of my, especially preteen and teenage years, feeling unlovable and unloved. And I, I just, sometimes I even imagine hugging that, little girl and telling her she was loved and hopefully that 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 heals something in me so just i love you and that does heal it does heal when we can go back so from that let me ask you from having that experience as a as a preteen and a teenager then go into your young adult years what was then the 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 message that you would tell yourself then because you obviously started learning i am lovable i what would you tell yourself as that young adult i think good job yeah. Good job. You're doing a great job. I uh, went out on my own right after high school and completely took care of myself right after high school. And I look, especially now that I'm older, and I look at the the kids that are about 17, um, 18, and I don't know any that are doing what I did. And I or didn't know. Capable. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't yeah, know absolutely. that I was doing a good job. But I was. I got an excellent job paying $18 an hour right out of awesome. high wow. school. And that was in the 90s. So That's that was great. a lot of money. Yeah. I know. I $18 an hour. So I just, I took care of my own car insurance. I had my own car payment. I paid my rent. I paid my school. I paid my books. Huh. I did everything. And, and I didn't know I was doing a good job. And I just, I think more self-compassion all up until last year. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I still, yeah. We should still do. We all should still do. Right. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so for our adult years. Now, some of us are in their 30s. Some of us are in our later 40s. And um, we've learned a lot. But what would we tell our just little bit younger adult self? I have two things. 
the first one I would tell myself it like I was thinking about this and I like all those memories of college came back and all the mistakes that I made and I would have said I wouldn't have made that mistake but I was like no but I really learned something in that and I wouldn't have I would have kept my gas tank full and you know but I didn't I couldn't I mean I if I had five dollars that's all I had I had five dollars but I was frequently stuck by the side of the road and had to call my roommate who hated me but my gas gauge didn't work on my car and so I didn't know if it was full or not and so like I was always trying to get that and so I think through some of those circumstances but um you know I was like Christy that I left and moved away from home almost as as soon as I graduated from high school and moved to St. George which was great because it gave me space for my family and I really got to I feel like I became who I was but I think I would have done more I had a couple of roommates that were um homebodies and I didn't want to make them feel bad they would say hey don't go to x don't go to the dance don't go to the fireside don't go to the thing and I liked them and I wanted to be friends with them. And so I wouldn't go sometimes. And I wished I had gone to more things, but that said, like my life turned out the way it was supposed to. It's not like the man I was supposed to marry was at that dance that I didn't go to because it worked out the right way, you know? And so in the end, I'm like, it it was fine, but I'm social and fun and I like to be out. And I think I missed some of those things because I was trying to please the people that I lived with so much. We want, we want to be more of our authentic self the mm-hmm. older we get because we realize that we can choose that. And I think that's powerful when we realize that. And mine, again, would be the opposite. Kate, stay in more. <laughs> stop, going, stop going to every freaking party that there is and stay home and study. No, yeah. but anyway. I love it. Janet, did you have a final thought? Yeah, I have a couple. Uh, first of all, I'm a first child. I'm a pleaser. I would say it's impossible to please everyone. Don't try. Yeah. Uh, second, I would say love your body mm. and love it exactly the way it is and be grateful and appreciate it. And third, I would say, I had a friend ask me once, don't you wish you knew what was around the corner after I'd been through something really, really terrible? Mm. And it came to me in the moment, no, I don't want to see what's ahead because then I might not want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. But I do want to know that I will always have the right people in the right place to surround me and support me through those things. And so I would like to say to anyone out there, from looking back, stuff will happen. Hard stuff will happen. But the right people will be there and you will make it through. I love that, Jana, because that's exactly what I would say, too. You will be okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there is a lot of power in that. And I um, did some reading about St. Francis de Salas. I'm not quite sure if that's his right name. Um, but he was born back in 1567. He was... Um, expected by his parents to become a lawyer. And if we can think of that, you know, there's probably each of us that say, oh, our our parents or whoever put kind of an expectation on us. But his heart was to become um, a, a bishop in the Roman Catholic Church. And so off he went and um, he was known for this gentle nature that anyone he was around, he was just this gentle person that accepted who they were in the moment. And this was a quote that he wrote centuries ago that I've come to love. Have patience with all things, but first with yourself. Never confuse your mistakes with your value as being a human being. You are a perfectly valuable, creative, worthwhile person simply because you exist. And no amount of triumphs and tribulations can ever change that. Unconditional self-acceptance is the core of a peaceful mind. Thank you to St. Francis de Salas. There's so much more we could say on what we would want to say to our younger selves. It gives us 
something to think about as we're starting a new year and our new beginnings. We hope that we've given you something to think about and maybe a conversation that you can have with a friend over lunch or your husband or just with yourself. We would love to hear from you on our social media sites. And um, if you would like to check us out, www.fromthelivingroom.com and on iTunes. We're on the Facebook page, and that's also From the Living Room. And there's a discussion going on right now about new beginnings. And our online community has been really gracious to share some of their stories. And I haven't been inspired by them, and I know our co-hosts have. So in the meantime, until next time, when you choose to tune in, be sure to give you yourself and your family some living room thanks for coming to the living room we hope you've enjoyed listening laughing and learning something new join us for our next show and in the meantime give yourself and those you love some living room